This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Eric O'Branson, Ryan Stysel, and tonight we have a special guest, uh, my good friend, Mr. Chris Noto. Uh, but first of all, gentlemen, all at once, randomly, how's everybody doing? Um, pretty good. Good. Yeah. That's all I got. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I pulled out my one of my stitches today, so that was cool. Well, it's one of my. It's one of my. I'm stitch- glad you. <laughs> I'm my glad st- you saved your gripe for a recording. I was a little disappointed uh, we, to go there. So. Well, that's the thing. Uh, we we didn't have enough time for proper banter like we normally do. Joe wanted to be efficient <laughs> for our new guest, so I didn't get to say. I pulled out my. We're all dis- business tonight. We're showing off. No. Well, it's one of my dissolvable stitches. I wasn't supposed to be able to pull it out, but uh, nor did I do it on purpose. It's just it. Like oh, uh, wow, that was weird. I pulled that out. That's. <laughs> That's mm. perfect. Oh, didn't need to start my well, day with fine, that. Well, fine, guys, was... and I will tell you about how, like, I messed up something. Don't know what I did, but uh, messed up my hernia in my, um, like, upper abdomen that I've had since I was born. It's just kind of been there. But every once in a while, I'll do something, and it'll get, like, sore, and it's been really bugging me the past couple of days. So You said above you your... you guys went there, so... Like, like is it, it's, like, right it's... below the belly button area? No, it's above... Um, kind of like right underneath my ribs, just right in the oh. middle of my, yeah, like upper ab muscles or whatever you call it. But, um, I think it's called an umbilical hernia, even though it's way I before. have that. Yep. But yeah, it's, uh, it's most of the time you don't even notice it, but, uh, when it gets sore, it just, I don't know. It's not yeah. like strangulated. It's not like pain, pain, but it's, it's annoying. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, I, I'm not going to pick anything up heavy today. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> It's like right. I kind of have to wait for it to like squish its way back or into where it's supposed to be, and then then you're good. But oh, I hold my thumb so. down on it for like 10, 10 minutes. I'm like, is that does that work? Is that I, medical? I usually do Please. too, but I've, de- so. I've, I've decided to stop messing with it because it's not working this time. So anyway, oh, good to so know. There's my there's really my like old like man, to take like, this opportunity to welcome our guest tonight, uh, <laughs> Chris Noto. I told him <laughs> I I told him when we started. Um, Full frontal, right away. Yeah. First date. Pass, pass him the Metamucil, the thermos full of Metamucil. Yeah. And, uh, you, yeah. you are introducing him to the, the elderly parents, like, right away. Right, well, welcome back to Hernia Chat. Uh, right. He's joining us now. <laughs> oh, found another stitch. Found another stitch. I, this is even mine. That's interesting. So, it, welcome, Chris, and uh, thanks for being on the show tonight. Uh, yeah, we're gonna make to... it, We're going to make it memorable. So anyway, Chris uh, is a friend of mine, actually uh, started professionally and obviously more uh, personally uh, beyond. Uh, we, we both are in the same field. Uh, we both dig up dinosaurs uh, and teach about Oh, them. I thought it was podcasts and bad movies. Well, now it's official. Now it is. He's, now got, it he's is. got that side gig with the dinosaurs thing. Yeah. But, yeah. but anyway, Chris also uh, is somebody who's listened to the podcast. He's one of the few of you. 
and has recommended some things. And so he recommended tonight's episode, and uh, so we thought we'd just bring him on for the torture, the chat. I like so, I like how that's a potential option for all the other few people who yeah. listen. Like we could be on the show. I say that that's and a prize. Like, the few right? subscriptions we have to start dropping get lower and lower. <laughs> Listening is entrapment. Um, so uh, how how you doing, Chris? I'm doing doing pretty well. Uh, just uh, recovering from the uh, the holidays and and having uh, a toddler. Ex, you know that uh, during Christmas is uh, not fun, as we have discovered. Uh, they were completely overwhelmed and completely melted <laughs> down by the end of the day. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, it was that was fun. A lot of fun. I mean, I don't think right. that's just exclusive to toddlers in 2020. I'm pretty sure that's just majority of us by by now. It was me for I, sure. I've had a few Christmases like yeah. that myself, but yeah, and not just my kids. I'm talking about me, but. <laughs> yeah, but at least we can drink. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that helps. It kind of becomes necessary. I mean, if you're in Wisconsin, the kids can drink too. You just got to be there to watch, from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So, I mean, I think that's the reason I was crying when I was two, now that I think about it. <laughs> I did want to ask, though, like, so this year, obviously, with the, the pandemic, everybody a lot more of a stayed home or, or didn't get together with with anybody kind of outside of your pod or whatever we want to call it right your home um and did like the video chat thing with with grandparents uh, does anybody want to uh add, you know kind of own up to the guilty confession that i really really liked that um i really oh, no, i'll own it yeah <laughs> We don't typically celebrate Christmas too often. I, we're not opposed to Christmas. It's just like, oh, we there's no real motivation hmm. to do it, right? Nope. Cool. Let's just not do anything. So yeah, that was it's. Yeah. Uh, it felt good not to feel like, oh, hey, I can't show up. You know, COVID. Oh, we're that side of your family that don't believe in masks. Ah, I do. So, uh, peace. I'm out. Like yeah. So it was great. Did that answer the question? Sure. <laughs> do i get to be on the next episode yeah oh cool yeah hey you have to be you picked the movie so now yeah. you got it now you're stuck that's how they get you folks <laughs> chris. Well, chris you did something kind of similar chris. right didn't you have yeah to virtually yeah. do everything oh yeah it was all completely it was all completely virtual um i mean it was kind of nice my mother-in-law muted herself for a lot of it so uh <laughs> God, I hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. She might be the only other one. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. We have not talked you're, about it. You're fucked now, dude. Well, I bet if she Skypes you to complain, it'll just be on mute. So. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. She'll just leave a mute just, fucking comment. You'll have to look at a very angry person, and then it'll kind of resolve itself. There you go. Now, it was weird because everybody was just focused was just focused on our daughter, and like you know, we might mm-hmm. not as well have been in the room. You know, I wasn't yep. even in the picture oh, yeah. most of the time. I'm just sitting there, like, handing her things so she can unwrap gifts in front of everyone because everyone wants, the, you know, to see them unwrap the gift. And she doesn't know what's going on. She just wants to play with everything that she just opened. So Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's just, like, teasing them. It's like, oh, here, here's something, this brand new thing that you want to play with. Nope, nope, you can't play with it now. You got to open this other thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and then they just get kind of overwhelmed. I've heard of uh, people that did those kind of things where it's like you'd open up, if you had multiple gifts, you'd space them out during the day, um, mm. which is cool. But and, and that's such a, a nice concept, or you know, 
But if you have little kids, they're going to just shred everything. Mm. <laughs> or drunk parents. Right. That Our kids decided to be the opposite this year, and they we did. We, like, all day Christmas Day, we were opening presents. Because they would, like, open something and be like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to play with this for, like, a half an hour. And the thing is, we had no agenda because we were just home. So we were like, cool, they're playing with that, so we'll just take a break <laughs> yeah <laughs> let them let them do what they're doing and when they get interested in more the way we can do more so so it's cool no no pressure from anyone um we uh don't really mean to be doing an advertisement for anything but i did pick up one of those uh portal tv things mm-hmm. joe that you were i bought one for my parents for christmas and then ended up just being like yeah might as well mm-hmm. we used it once and i went up went and picked one up too mm-hmm I actually like them quite a bit. Like I was, yeah. I was skeptical on like, is this really something that you need, like a designated unit to do these kind of like? It was pretty cool. It's a lot more like you know versus like Zoom on your phone or like laptop mm-hmm. or something. It's a lot more like actually sitting in the room with people. Yeah, which was interesting. Yeah, so. we we use that, um, you know, when getting a hold of the you know the kids' various grandparents and so a lot of calls during the day. Uh, but yeah, we were using that and. It's cool because if if you've got three people in the room, it automatically zooms to like include three people in the room. Yeah. If somebody walks out of the room, it just zooms in and, f- and centers on the other two. So it's almost like somebody ha- like having your own little cameraman. That's kind of cool. <laughs> um, oh and yeah, let me know when you get your uh, check from Facebook for all those plugs. So, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because you know they're <laughs> it, for the price of a cup of coffee, you too can support the struggling Facebook. <laughs> for six hundred dollars a yeah. uh, a year, you can support apparently a whole uh, American society. Well, I mean, in, in reality, it's what's the phrase like? Uh, if you can't think of the product, you're the product. Yeah. <laughs> no. Was or that essentially an easily... episode of Frick and Morty? Yeah. Six point five million dollars. You could make the movie that we're going to talk about tonight. That's a great segue. That's I a... was actually going somewhere with Christmas presents, but I forgot. So, yeah. That sounds about on par with this movie. <laughs> so the one that we're going to talk about uh, tonight, again, Chris, you recommended this one, um, is one that I, I personally have some vague memories of some imagery of this, but and I remember seeing it at least once, but... I didn't remember anything about it when I sat down for it. So this is going to be kind of an exciting one because I think we all are at different stages with that. But the uh, 1990 American post-apocalyptic science fiction film Robot Jocks. It's a new age of combat. Human beings, genetically engineered to be the best fighters in history. Two champions. It isn't over until someone wins. At war with each other. Kill it! I have already killed you. Two invincible men. Let's finish it, Alexander. Here now. The ultimate killing machines. I'm gonna get in this thing, and I'm gonna kick your... Not for me. Ah! 
Hot Jocks. Um, so, Chris, tell us tell us about your kind of personal history with this one. Oh well, I I was I was uh, the other uh, uh, several weeks ago, a month ago, I don't even remember how long. Um, I was just scrolling through some articles and I and I came across this one that mentioned this movie Robot Jocks. And I was like, oh, that sounds familiar. I re- remember that title from somewhere way back in my in my youth. And I go reading about it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I totally remember this movie. And, and, you know, like that thing where you just suddenly have these memories just kind of flood back of like, you know, late night viewing of, you know, on on, you know, cable TV or something. Um of this of this terrible movie and i'm like joe joe did you hear did you remember this movie do you have you seen it before and i i just i it's one of those things i think with a lot of these kinds of movies like you guys do on the podcast here it's just um you remember seeing it you maybe not remember the details but you remember how you felt about it and that was pretty much it for me it was like thinking oh this is this is really cool like these robots are fighting and you know, that's about as far as it went. <laughs> I mean, yeah, essentially a show, I, I feel anyways, is, hey, I have a post-traumatic stress of, like memory of a movie that I saw in my youth. Let's expose this to other people. <laughs> oh, really? Um, and let's talk about that. Uh, that's been my experience, personally. Okay. But, I, you know, you two like horror movies more than I do. So there's just like, all right, I feel a little seasoned. Um, <laughs> so with with this one, Ryan. So that you had yeah. had you seen this one or heard of this one? Before? I never even fucking knew this existed. Um, oh, okay. Eric sent me a message on our little group chat thing, like Ryan, do you want to join us for this movie? And I just quickly threw it on Google. I'm like, oh, this looks like two giant robots fighting each other, <laughs> made in the 80s. Oh fuck yeah, I'm on board. You got it. Um, you got the whole movie right oh, there. Oh yeah, I was super <laughs> excited. Um my ex <laughs> my expectations of the movie is very weird and divided um but i will say when the movie starts off with uh you know war is now illegal after nuclear fallout and i'm like oh yeah no that was the problem with war the legality that makes sense <laughs> that's why we kept having it it was just so fucking legal <laughs> and shit yeah well, if there's one thing everyone can agree about, it's that, you know, we're just going to stop using nuclear weapons and yeah. uh, fight we each can, other. Right. We can all agree that refs are a pain in the ass, but for some reason, we're listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> we want that land, but the ref said, I got to like stay in my corner. Anyways, we can get in that later. How about you, Eric? <laughs> um, This was an old video store one that I just randomly had rented one time in... I don't know, sometime in my youth. I want to say probably like pre-teens, uh, probably around the age we were like renting movies and having like sleepovers and everyone would stay up late and watch stupid movies. And um, yeah, it was just one that like randomly got pulled off of the, you know, science fiction shelf in our um, small town video store. I can't even remember kind of what the box looked like. Obviously, it just had, you know, two fighting giant robots on it. So who wouldn't mm-hmm. pick up that movie? It's, it's really um, all you need. <laughs> right. And uh, basically sells itself and... Uh, yeah, I just, uh, I remember really liking it. And of course, I'm seeing this like somewhere, you know, I didn't see it in 1990 or anything, but it's still in the 90s and it's, um, but yeah, I remember this one just being a really like pleasant surprise, something I'd never heard of, just picked up off the shelf and really enjoyed it. And I'm not sure I've seen it since, maybe once again, but it's been a really long time. So this is what I was kind of looking forward to um, revisiting. However... Uh, like Chris, I have read I have read a bit about it 
in recent years, and pretty much consensus from everyone was, you may remember this movie from when you were a kid, and you may have loved it, but don't watch it again, because it will <laughs> it'll break your heart. Like, so, um, so, yeah, it was, uh, I was gonna say, interesting so, going back into it. but So oh. I'm the virgin here. Well, I'm the I, one who's never seen it. And I literally just watched it, and I told the guys, like, an hour before we started recording. Like, I'm fresh off the fucking... What would you call that? Chopping block? I don't well, know. Well, I mean, I don't know, man. Something. Personally, like, between the verge and non-verge, and I'm, for this one, in kind of a gray area where I'm like, I think I did it? I <laughs> Was that... Did I see this one? So because this was were, you, there, essentially, this... in the 12th grade, saying, yeah, yeah, I totally got the first base with Becky. And then and your 30s going, like, I don't think I did. I think I, don't, I believed I, I my I don't own think lie. I understood the concept <laughs> of bases the way that most people did. <laughs> I think but, that was just a general like pat on the shoulder. I don't think that was sex at all. I, I, I think I need to look at those magazines again. Um, <laughs> one more time. No, I, one more time. So I can't tell, looking back now, if I ever did actually see <laughs> this one all the way through, or if I saw parts of it, or if I saw one of the numerous other low-budget, uh, you know, kind of ripoffs that came out after this. There's ripoffs to this. Oh what? yeah! I just wanted to, I just wanted to make quasi that joke. sequels that like Empire and Full Moon and stuff did afterwards too, but yeah. Oh, not course. really sequels, just giant robots fighting yeah, movies. They, but they yeah, were, they were kind of because this was like the one that got a bit of a release. But I, I mean, mm. I was just saying, you know, we haven't we haven't done a, a pl- what's the plot yet? But we it's just kind of sums up. It's fucking robots fighting. You know, it, that's well. Yeah. Yeah, in distant future, dystopia, mankind has. Yeah, it says in the distant future, mankind has forsaken global wars for battle of single combat. The world has been divided into two posing superpowers, with each side represented by trained champions who fight in giant robots. Yeah, that's, that's it. Well, there's um, a lot more going on the plot than that. Um, I mean, that is the plot. It is. If you want to have a coherent plot where you can, like, you know, speak using English words or any kind of words, really. I'm not going to discriminate. But, um, like, this is the most simplest way I can describe this movie. But is it this? Is that movie this? No. No, it is. It is like, oh, there's five people who wanted to make a story and none of them worked together on it. <laughs> they just took turns. I think the well, monkeys and, with and the actually, that's something that is, um, and, and I, I don't know to what degree you're you're joking necessarily, but actually that was a, a thing in the the production of this film where the the, the writers, uh, Joe Haldeman and working along um, with director Stuart Gordon, did kind of clash a little bit. That's putting a bit harsh. Had some disagreements, and it showed uh, in the way that the story was going to be told. I had no idea about the history of this. Yeah. I didn't know that was an accurate... Oh, wow. We're not even a fucking joke. It's actually yeah, a historic fact. Script disagreements. And I, I also believe all the <laughs> wow. way up through um, Charles and Albert Band as well. Yeah. They had yeah. some say in what was going on. But, yeah. Well, well yeah, then, I think Haldeman thought he was going to get fired. Yeah, uh, he did. At one point. Who, yeah, who, there was... Who are any of these people? <laughs> well, <laughs> There's names? I Joe, don't. Joe Haldeman is a... He was a, a pretty... See, he's still alive. Uh, a, a well-known um, science fiction author. Okay. Uh, who done like for, the Forever War you know, uh, novels and um, uh, won some Nebula awards and things like that. So mm-hmm. they got him to, to write this, and he was actually trying to write a serious science fiction story about a post-apocalyptic world with this like gladiatorial combats, but he wanted it to be kind of take itself to a certain degree of seriousness, and 
Stuart Gordon really wanted it to be more of a, kind of a, a Saturday morning cartoon. He was more inspired by the Transformers cartoon in writing this. Yeah. So, well, he said that. Yeah. Yeah, he actually admitted that. Um, yeah, he was out to make a, you know, popcorn, you know, big, big, uh, not big budget, but yeah, big thrills kind of Saturday morning cartoon show, Transformers-esque. I'm trying to think what the other, like, giant robot things of the time would have been. Like, some Japanese cartoons such, um... I feel but, like uh, I feel like this would be my alley, but no one's <laughs> mentioned it. I because I'm no, sorry. Anime. That's that's a that's yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, like Gundam. Gundam. Yeah, totally. Fucking yeah. Gundam, man. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Chris said it. That's where I was that's actually. Trying, my brain was yeah. trying to go, but <laughs> Gundam. It's fucking Gundam. It's not Gundam, but yeah, I that's would say it. But it it did it did the the effects reminded me a lot of like toho or actually mm-hmm. more more accurately like the saturday morning like power rangers which was stock yeah. footage of super senpai i'm going into another direction but that that's it that's it seemed like that kind of stop motion or um kind of like model-esque like it uh, was effects. i feel like it's stop motion for sure i feel like it's slightly just slightly superior to like power rangers but uh, but yeah, it just totally has some of that kind of feel to it, especially because it's big robots like showing, yeah. you know, squaring off and the kind of desert backdrop and everything. That's pretty much every episode of that. But well, and they weren't just people in giant robot suits. It was actual stop motion. That was actually one of the things I really liked about uh, about this is that I, I felt that the stop motion was pretty well done as far as you know what was available at the time. You know, it was. I mean, I know Harryhausen did it just as well, if not better, like 40 years before that. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it was still it was still pretty. You know, I thought it was pretty good, and the detail of of the models and everything I thought was 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 pretty great. So. You at know. the price point, it's it's impressive. Like when you see what they spent on this movie, and like you know the fact that they were kind of like, um, they were like like reinventing the wheel or anything. All the stop motion stuff, like you said, had been around for years, but it, it's expensive, and um, they were able to pull this stuff off on kind of you know it's a shoestring. Although Empire Pictures had, um, I think, spent more on this than like any movie they had up to that point. So they they had some faith in in David Allen, who was the special effects artist. Um, and and Stuart Gordon to to bring it to life. Um, Charles Band, however, is the one. Um, and Ryan, you asked, you know, who who are these people? Uh, Charles Band, you will remember, ran Empire Pictures and eventually founded Full Moon Pictures and gave us the masterpiece that you adore. Uh, Doctor Mordred was one of um, his his films later on. The you can't but see that, it, but I'm shaking my head. About, so. I like it's that shake of just like, yeah, that makes sense. Didn't know that information, mm-hmm. but I mean. Of course. But so, it's when somebody so says Charles... a triangle has three sides. Of course it does. <laughs> Charles well, Band hired Joe Haldeman to kind of be like, yeah, we're going to give this thing, you know, a serious science fiction writer. And I think it kind of clashed with what David Allen and Stuart Gordon yeah. wanted out of this. But Well, the other thing is that actually Empire Pictures went bankrupt during production, which is another thing that delayed it coming yeah. out. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I knew they eventually went bankrupt. I didn't know it was during Robot Robot Jacks. But... <laughs> I think it was at the no. tail end, the, the the tail end of production. Excuse me. Um, and uh, yeah, because it was finished, I think in '87, or at least principal photography was finished in 1987, and it didn't come out until '90. So there's a 
Yeah, just kind of was in limbo there for a while. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> sat on the shelves, or they they got tied up, and that was around the time oh, that because the bankruptcy this, happened. This masterpiece just had to get out there. Like people have to see this. I think I think they did. For better, I think worse. they did too. Like what? I, I think also. I mean, on top of that, I think they probably felt like they did because this was a big, a big movie for them. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> um, yet it didn't yeah. do very well, right? It. it it's, I don't know. It's, it didn't it, even it, make it, its production costs. <laughs> it, yeah. but it does in many ways accomplish things in like in the best fail way possible. And like this is just mwah, prime crappy B movie that you watch with friends. Like yeah, it, is it is stupid yeah. but fun. Yeah, but there, there are actually exactly what... a couple of things. I liked about it some things that I didn't, but I wanted to just kind of briefly bring up, you know, a few points. Like start with uh, the characters. Yes. <laughs> the downside of this movie. So okay, if you're a robot jock, you're a pilot of these things, and we have to have some some you know rules in place because otherwise somebody might accuse this film of not having a story. Um, oh, how dare! One of the rules is got five. Is, if if you're a robot jock, you can only fight ten fights. Contracted, yeah, contracted, contracted, yeah, contracted. So it's, this movie it's is weird. essentially NASCAR meets Prize Fighter, but they threw them together as a like giant robot fights. Okay, so yeah, with the like gladiator gladiatorial aspect as well. Yeah, so you have a contract, but also fates of nations hang on the fight. We're hoping that you die. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's just the basic concept here where instead of having wars, right, where a lot of people are going after each other, we're just going to send in our our best fighters to fight each other in big robot suits. And whoever wins that, they don't even have to die. Just whoever wins that, then you get Alaska. We, you get Alaska. You, you, you settle <laughs> this was the fight for Alaska this way. This is how countries now, you know, deal with conflict. Um well, it's, I mean, they do kind of set up like that whole, like, we haven't really mentioned like the part of post-apocalyptic world. Uh, did you want? When did you want to get involved? Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So okay, fine. Fuck. I guess I will put myself on the spot. Uh, no. It. So, yeah. War, famine, like, fucked up the planet. The air is shit, and everyone's wearing like. N95 masks, huh? Yeah, I wonder if it's 2020. Kind of weird now, right now. Yeah, that was like everyone wearing weird. masks in the movie was like, "This is normal." This is the one thing out of this whole movie where I'm like, "This is normal." <laughs> this is. Sorry, Chris. What were you say? Oh no, I was, I totally like, I totally, I totally agree. Like the the seeing the mask was like, huh? Okay. Right. Like, you I don't got flinch. That stuck in my memory from the first time I saw it, but you know now it does for sure. <laughs> but well, um. I- Go ahead, sorry. Oh, the the first two notes that I I took a lot of notes on this, by the way. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The, the first that, two notes required. I wrote about this were exposition and more exposition. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and yeah, then in, in parentheses, caught up right away. <laughs> right in parentheses, supposed to be world building? Question mark. Yeah. Oh my god. So, yeah, um, it, it it is. They they just plop you, and sometimes that you know. If you're going, I actually personally like stories where they kind of drop you into a lived-in world, and I don't need to. Yeah, um, but this lived-in world, I swear to God, was the set of a construction site for a mall that was not built yet. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
that was I mean, you're probably not yeah. far off so yeah <laughs> it was in some salt flats um but no the uh just I, I i like the idea of a of a lived-in world and you're getting a story in it but in this case they they try to do that and then overkill it like chris said with the exposition where they just keep cramming and cramming like full explanation i'm gonna make sure everybody's caught up to speed <laughs> at every moment they repeat um, themselves so many times yeah. they didn't have a lot of dialogue chris <laughs> you can't rely on the actors to ad lib either oh my god no let alone perform sorry yeah. the, the yeah. robots had more action so yeah just um i i also like how all the robot jocks have not just their real name but their their fighter name like achilles athena alexander athena. alexander hercules yeah, yeah. yeah. tex named after good old um, tex can't forget oh, yeah, text, I've, I've got right. that as just like hate text oh god i have it right here like it's my I, it's my second note couldn't wait till text dies by the way i didn't know that text was gonna die yet i'd just like this character has to die he is awful and the moment they yeah. say like there's a spy amongst the amongst the group I'm like it's fucking text <laughs> like <laughs> broadcast loud and clear from the first moment he's on screen yeah i i also wanted to point out that this movie takes place 50 years after the nuclear holocaust which they specifically yeah. say nuclear holocaust so 50 years later this is what we've put all of our efforts towards yep that's that's it putting rednecks however and robots there's and something i noticed other. and that's in both I mean, that sounds more believable nowadays i'm waiting think, please yeah. joe please be the same thing in what is it both countries or whatever you was that the market and uh what was the, the other confe- one the confederation the confederation Yes. Yeah. Um, in their control rooms, they're all looking at brand spanking new Sony television. Yes, I saw that too. Okay. Yes, <laughs> that like, wasn't what I was so, thinking, but yes, it made it in my notes that it's the nuclear holocaust. Sony is gonna make it through and keep production. Yeah. Still, fifty years. That's wow. And, and don't all worry, the... Sony makes it, guys. Sony makes it. Also, all the robots are actually like some kind of Japanese brand construction like model like you hear them say it a couple times if you catch it but that was that was not what i thought you were going to bring up okay okay so the most number one world building element that they show but they never fucking talk about that beats sony but not by a lot but just by a little bit and please tell me guys that you fucking caught this the posters of pregnant women Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I saw. Oh yeah, yeah. depicted yeah, as pinup models. Or... Yep. For the sport. Yeah. It's one photo, but there's another photo of uh, was it prenatal? I think it was fucking. Called. Yeah, like the I don't even know exactly what it was trying to say, but prenatal was the brand one. name of whatever they were. Yeah. But there was a poster of a, of just a pregnant woman in a bikini. I'm not shaming. I'm just thinking that's a bold creative decision. That 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 this movie out of all of its bold creative decisions, that was the one where I just scratched my head and go, "Interesting. Interesting." So, in your next Budweiser model for a NASCAR event, imagine just a really pregnant woman in a bikini and like that's it. So, they don't explain what's with the breeding thing. I'm like, "Okay, oh, they briefly touch on like what um his sister-in-law is having her sixth kid and there's like Hey, you get like an extra room from the government. And I'm yeah. like, okay, so there's like a population an apartment. Yeah, there's yeah. a population problem, but that's that's 
not important to this story. What's important is an old man, um, no, a middle-aged man can't let a woman fight for him. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And they Comes go. back out of retirement because, God forbid. Uh, should we know. talk about Achilles, a.k.a. Jim, a.k.a. Gary Graham's character? Yeah, I've got yeah. some. I've got some. Uh, sure. Good. Christian started some yeah. Gary. Oh, Grams, you, but, you want to start? Yeah. So, so Gary, so Gary Graham. So I remember him most from Alien Nation, which yep. I loved the series when I was a kid, and just realized just looking up, it only lasted for two freaking seasons. Anyways, around um, the same time as this movie, right? Yeah. I'm just. This I'm man... sorry. I'm looking it up on Wiki right now. <laughs> <laughs> this man is the king of the serious stare. He has so many long, <laughs> piercing stares at things. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I mean, I think he did the best he could to tell you the truth. Did he? I think no, no. I think you're right. You're right. I think he really did do the best he could. What he could do is awful. But I think. Well, he was no, doing actually, best. did you ever see Alien Nation? I I didn't need to. I saw this. Oh no! And I can tell you in this. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't judge that based on on this, like the whole show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I had only seen uh, Natalie Portman in Star Wars movies, I wouldn't think she's a very good actress. You know. <laughs> she was solid in Star Wars, not perfect, but there was way better it's, than if the script's that bad. <laughs> not a good. And ex- that's something that I would have went with Cri- definitely like, too. The Hayden Christensen so... with that one, Joe. Well, there's Christian. Yeah, yeah. Never bring up Star Wars, Joe. Um, oh, you know what? Speaking of Anakin uh, Padawan haircuts. What about Athena? All of the all of the the gin jocks yeah. have a rat tail. I, I put peak rat tail, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> at the at the wrist at the and this is peak peak rat tail time. And I know this because I had a rat tail. Oh, you know my... <laughs> when I was in when I was in grade school, like yeah, in here. like fifth grade. So I, I may be a little bit older than you guys. So like I, but I I remember I, I remember having a rat tail, and I think it was right around the time when this movie came out. That yeah. makes sense, cause yeah, I probably had mine in like first grade, and that would have been. Yeah, it's about. That's around that. You men with hair and the things that you do to it when you have it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it oh was it was a glorious rat tail, braided. No. That's not true. Since uh, you know somebody already brought up the uh, the Star Wars, I, I guess I would go ahead and make one of the notes that I wrote about about the uh, test tube fighters is that their their uh, basic the tubies, yeah. the, the tubies, tubies, tubies. Me a hell of a lot of what we got to know uh, in the Clone Wars series as uh, the clones, groups of clones. Now they weren't well developed and they weren't like you know they didn't do anything with the characters the way they do with with those clone characters in the Star Wars Clone Wars series. But the the general premise and the way they're treated by, you know, the, the quote-unquote real fighters. And um, there's some, like, good stuff there that they don't ever really do much about. They, they more or less just bitch about, you know, Athena being female and make a bunch of, you know, sexist passes at her and stuff. Oh, sexism, of, prejudice like, really like... <laughs> towards GMO humans uh, with a taste of racism. I have in my notes. Yeah. 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 Um, it's like the whole yeah, trifecta. You, you... Like... Absolutely. And, and the... Um... But I did, I did find it interesting. There was, like, this is a movie that has a whole lot, this is maybe pretty typical of Empire or Charles Band stuff, but uh, has a whole lot of kernels of, like, really good stuff, but almost nothing develops or grows mm-hmm. from it, uh, except for just the, um, you know, what you what you bought your ticket for, and that's, we got to see robots fight. 
And, you know, if, if that's what you bought your ticket for, you're not going to leave this movie totally unsatisfied. That's but true. There uh, is, there's all this other stuff going on. You could tell somebody wanted to, had some stuff to say, most likely Joe Haldeman. And um, just, uh, it, it never really goes anywhere. But anyway, I thought the similarities to the to the clones, them being clones, was, was interesting and just something I noticed. And it, since it brought up Star Wars and... Or the pad, yeah, the pad one haircuts. I do want to say, since you brought up the clones, we're feeding off each other. Look at us go. Um, <laughs> can we talk about like the the sudden death uh, ultimate uh, jungle gym? Uh, yes, I have sequence. jungle gym from hell. That... I have jungle gym from for of death. So we're, we're <laughs> on it. Might actually be my favorite scene that doesn't involve robots fighting in the whole movie. So uh, right. Okay. Well, there's. There, I don't know, there are two non-robot... Well, there's more than two. There's two, in particular, non-robot fight scenes in this movie. Uh, one of them is uh, was that the one with uh, Athena and Achilles in his apartment. Oh, oh yeah, no. The tickle fight. Is, oh, God. Is, no. Yeah, is so ridiculous and in its own way awesome. But the, the fight scene at the end, where they're out of their... Max let's not jump ahead. Let's not oh, jump yeah. ahead to that yet. Okay. We okay. should save that towards the end. Like that is. <laughs> sure. We we should save the final act that, in the final is, act. It, okay. It's it's a it, whole thing. To it's break so down. good. It, it bears a preview. That's okay. Okay. Yes. We'll leave it there. Yes. Yeah. Joe is right though. But we, we can talk about. We should talk about the jungle gym very briefly. Because I swear to it, as a fine art student, like, yep, this looks like an undergrad uh, Weldon sculpture. <laughs> um, and it, it, and, and it has the same level of integrity. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, yeah it, it, it looks like, yeah, designed like that, but conceptualized by, like, I don't know, me in kindergarten or first grade, <laughs> yeah. you know, on a jungle gym, being like, that one's fire. That one's made of lasers. That one's made of ice. <laughs> this one yeah, just falls so, off. It just falls off. The whole thing off. is so preposterous that I love it. It's just... Yeah, so one I of actually, them squirt out like lubricant. Yeah. <laughs> like, it just explodes with you on it. It's, wait, it's what like was the, it it's called? Like, it was like the Rattler or something? Oh, I don't know. It's oh, kind of like somebody like took, that. like, a jungle gym and fused it with the X-Men uh, danger room. It was the danger gym. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, it was the danger yeah. jungle gym. Yep. Um, and the whole point of it was that's who they chose their their next replacement for a test pilot. If you could fucking make it to the yeah, top. Yeah, you can get up to the top of the jungle gym. Yeah. So going I mean, back to really Joe's, like, comment. really play out like a first grader. Play. Yes! If you can make it through the jungle gym. You get to fight the other robot in your own big robot suit and <laughs> yeah. save the world. I mean, yes. Yeah. Oh my God. They're you... kind of like, well, we want this, you know, giant, really like technologically advanced, cool looking um, gauntlet type situation where all of the fighters have to run through it, all this stuff. And like, okay, we got one set and we got a bunch <laughs> of metal bars. What can we do? You know, that's. <laughs> it's, it's of a non Euclid design. That's for damn fucking sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um,. We were still talking about characters. Yeah. Can we? But... Can we put? Can I, I need to throw yes, in here because yes, we, we were talking Please. about Gary Graham's character. At one point, he says he can't read, but then later oh, on, yeah. he, he definitely can't read his lines. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, he says that. There's one point because I yeah, wrote this. He, he, says, he says I can't read, but then like like towards the end, he's like going through notes. He's like, oh yeah, look at the the system looks good or whatever. <laughs> he even like to add to it, he even says to his brother, "How's the reading business going?" Oh, that's right. Yeah. What was yeah. that about? 
stupid. Maybe That's a what lot that of was about. Can't read or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. It's another one of those like undeveloped ideas of what the world, larger world, is like that they don't really spend much time on. No. Um, <laughs> I, I would also like to know if Achilles is the only person in this universe that wears full body jumpsuits without underwear. Or oh yeah, no, that's, that's a, that, that says thing. warmed long. Oh, I made I made a note of that. I said they don't wear underwear in the future. A- apparently not. Yeah, it all it all yeah. got nuked. All the Sony TV sets are fine, but the your underwear... boxer briefs are gone, man. You know what it is? You know what it is? They have to free ball it because I need that high sperm count. Wow, oh. it's related. See, it's related to that pregnancy thing, guys. We got it. We figured out this movie. Let's grade it. <laughs> Those, you the, start. Jump, the jumpsuits aren't just like still suits. They're not just using them to to save their uh, their fluids uh, or I, whatever. No, no. Oh, like in <laughs> they just hand you little test like tubes Dune. and go jack off. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that was that was a great scene. They pop them. They're like, hey. Oh my god. Yeah. Make a direct uh, deposit. Yeah, that line. That's when I. That's when the first <laughs> yeah. tally was made towards Achilles being a sexual predator. It wasn't the final. <laughs> That's for damn sure. Uh, Achilles is the worst fucking character. Wait, so so speaking yeah, so speaking speaking of him and and the whole the sexual predator thing. So does he actually care about Athena or not? Because that no, was the thing I no, could no. never decide. I could I actually couldn't figure out like if he honestly cared about her or if he just you know was a sexual predator. I feel my, like Harrison Ford's was... character in Blade Runner was more affectionate towards his female co-host. Oh, in this situation if that that's yeah. my opinion i have trouble buying that he like legitimately cares about her maybe if you like ask the character of achilles if you know do you care about her he would say yes of course i do and that's why i did all these things but well, no i think it's more about like it's a con first of all it's a sexual conquest second of all it's a it's an ego thing you know he can't have the you know young woman achieving all you know these things that you know are tarnishing his stepping in where he, he was totally cool with like another you know a young dude stepping in and doing it he was fine to walk away but um, what brings him out of retirement but, yeah and, and and i think he thinks this character I, this death character definitely thinks that he's doing it to like save her but it's more about like no i'm not letting this no this chick get in there and you know, i mean literally the scene before that she tranks him in the back with tranquilizer like mm-hmm. i'm fucking taking your spot and he goes the fuck you are bitch and then out but she lasted way too long. Like looking at that guy's frame, like uh-uh, that tank would have knocked your ass out. There, I, there's no way that I believe that you're this strong of a band or this stubborn. No way. But yeah, did, any, he, did he, anyone notice he, that was a glue gun? By the way, the yes, the trank, instantly, trank <laughs> instantly. I, I saw a glue yeah. gun a couple times in there. Yeah, I think for weapons there was a glue gun. Yeah, we we can have a whole um, discussion about the budget towards uh, costume and design, but I can just leave it here. Yeah. Not very imaginative. Yeah. Uh, no. I I do think the character of Achilles like is is semi deliberately just a real kind of you know piece of shit in this movie. Um, oh, because he's not he won't a super let great his... hero. He's he well. First of all, he's a cut and he's gonna cut and run on it because you know he almost died and then you know he's just gonna be done with it. He, he contractually filled his yeah his time and he's out and then and then he gets this interest in Athena, which I think is a like I said a, a sexual conquest that he doesn't achieve. And um, so he becomes, I don't know, borderline obsessed with her, but I don't think it's ever out of, like, actual caring. However, I think saying all of that, the movie says and does a lot of, like, crass things with, uh, yeah. 
you know, the way that they kind of treat, especially Tex and Achilles, um, not only treat the Tubies, but Athena specifically because she's female. Um, She's a woman of color. She's female. And she is a genetically modified human being. Like you just all the prejudices thrown in this. And it's just like, she can have a moment to shine. Fuck. She ain't this old white man has something to say. And the movie thought, yep, we're going to go with that. But I don't feel like the movie is deliberately like, I, th- I think it's attempting to point things out. I hate that it doesn't go there at the end. Like they don't redeem it. Do- it doesn't redeem it. So it ends up just kind of like being empty. But I think they make Athena a pretty kick-ass character who doesn't give into this yeah. shit, who's always fighting against her. And uh, she's actually my favorite in this movie. And I wish Same. she actually got to do something. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love the fact that like, like what I referred to as the tickle fight earlier, like, you know, they're having that fight between Achilles and Athena and he pulls the good old like oh we're fighting and we're close to each other so I'm just gonna fucking kiss you right yeah and she's just like no <laughs> like yeah. I Blue like gun that to it the didn't back. turn into a yeah that it didn't <laughs> turn into like a romantic scene because there's so many scenes in movies like that like the good old you know Sean Connery James Bond kind of fight with a woman and then you know um no this is like what they want didn't right go there so well, no yeah, she yeah. this is not gonna have kicks him in of... the balls yes yeah, <laughs> yeah went <laughs> right for the money so. maker so um, even though all these people are certainly creeps, I, I think there's, it, it's a commentary. Like, I don't think the movie's <laughs> out there saying, like, I am disappointed by the end that uh, she doesn't get a little bit more of a, a send-off. No, or a she just gets knocked the funk out, fuck I out, and that's it. don't like that Achilles ends up being, you know, Mr. Hero at the end either, because I don't think it fits his character arc. No, um, he should have died. <laughs> yeah. Like, even right if he away. dies, Even if he dies, like, heroically, he should have died. I agree. He should have like, fucking died. When he uh, goes in, when he goes to get to get her out of the out of the robot, does he oh kiss her? Yes, he fucking yeah. grabs her limp head and pushes it against his mouth. Yep. That, was, that was that was the that was the final tally on the this man's a rapist. <laughs> yeah, not even gonna dance around the word of sexual predator. I'm like, anyway. wow. I feel like the guy from the Toad movie uh, had more tact. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The guy yeah. who literally had a, his dick he strapped to a bomb. He was a predator, though. This yeah, guy's yeah. not likable at he all. A, he had a dick bomb. <laughs> um, well, we already mentioned uh, Tex Conway you know, just a little bit. Who's oh, just this yeah. Disgusting. Fat Texan, man. I mean, if they were going for it, they, they got there. You know? He's the sweatiest fucking <laughs> yeah. guy in that whole movie, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Actually... I gotta say that... He glistened. No, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I said he actually says Jap at one point, and I just, I, I literally just like, like, almost spit my drink out. <laughs> this movie, oh, yeah. yeah. Michael Aldridge is the actor who plays Tex Conway, and I gotta say, like, his performance is pretty. I mean, it's pretty cartoony, but it's pretty good because he just makes your skin crawl. Like, pretty much the second he he's on screen, like, like I wrote down um, second note. I can't wait till yeah. Tex dies. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with whether or not he was going to be a bad guy. It's just his blatant sexism. Oh, I hope this fat fuck fucking dies. Heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> Grabbing onto a pork chop. Ah. I mean, it's like your, your Colonel Parker NASCAR coach or manager or whatever the heck you call like a guy yeah. who runs the pit crew. You know, um, um, folk hero I know type. Nothing about NASCAR. I'm sorry to anyone out there <laughs> listening that might be a fan. I really don't know what I'm talking about. I don't think regard, NASCAR so. fans are going to be really listening to this podcast. Maybe the drivers. So either, the drivers. Should. I don't know if you're yeah. if you're a fan of robots fighting each other, you might be a fan of the sport. You might. We will kill an audience. 
Well, um, and that, yeah, that does happen. It was the, the big tragedy. So with they killed uh, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, those bastards. Oh my Not god! Not the first to do it, but they did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think of that? Uh, I do have it written down in the notes. Uh, <laughs> I will say, to it's... be fair, their their good luck, their version of break a leg is crash and burn. So, to be fair, he did. Yeah. <laughs> on top of we a studio audience. 300 people? Yeah, killed 300 people. Yeah. I Basically, to... yeah, wrote... Oh. Alexander makes a, you know, after the fight dirty move and um the the crowd is in danger and achilles tries to step in and save the day and he stops the the, the missile hand missile from uh hitting them striking the audience but his his robot falls and yeah. crushes. apparently a robot is bigger than the hand missile of a robot so arguably yes. he made the wrong decision <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they actually try to get into a little bit of that like the philosophy of that kind of thing is like well your your intention was was good so that's okay then which i mean to some degree he's trying to stop that well what what the refs what the refs said were your intentions were good but that doesn't matter here right it's like why (laughs) the refs are just complete dicks where everyone's just like yep (laughs) well do you ever do you ever get the feel do you ever get the feeling like that you know one of the writers or something was just you had really like had a really bad like high school like soccer experience or something with like really bad refs. Oh, I and feel like there's more than just one bad experience this for this all writer. Into this. <laughs> I feel there's a lot of things repressed in this writer. Uh, I wish I would have kissed that girl that was on the volleyball court. Um, I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, well, and you know. I, I... I feel like I jumped the gun with that question because we didn't, of all the characters we talked about, we didn't talk about Alexander. I was waiting. Oh, come on, on, please. I have right here the nondescript foreign bad guy. Is he German? Is he Russian? Jerussian? He's just every Eastern European. He's Jerussian, for sure. Yeah, he's Jerussian. He he literally said, I kill you dead. (laughs) I kill you dead. (laughs) He's, He's... Cold War bad guy, like I want to uh, drink your blood. He legitimately says something like that in that accent. Yeah. Like, wow, he went Transylvanian too. You're just Eastern European, Alexander. Well, and on more than one occasion, he walks into this bar that they all frequent and gets into an altercation. And both times, it, he's he exits on. I mean, he he's does. not instigating it, but he exits on. You know, so it's like, I just imagine him, like, before he walks in, he goes into the bathroom, he's primping his hair, he's like, going to walk in, order a drink, stir up shit, it's Friday night. You know? <laughs> in both. I might play two beast thumbs, why not? Why not? You fuck with this guy? Yeah, see what um, happens. Drive the I fuck, will s- why not? <laughs> I, I will say the most realistic romantic relationship is between Achilles and Alexander. Like, oh, they yeah. fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Dessert, and I believe it. I believe like yeah, this they, is it. This is the reason that Achilles shows such dis just interest in women in terms of just disrespect, dis disrespect towards women. He wants to fuck Alexander, and Alexander is down to fuck, full on f- phallic object in the face. Joe, I mean, do you want to talk about the final scene? That explains a lot of things about the scenes between them. So. Yes, which I feel like that's a good segue to what Joe was going to bring up. Let's talk about the final fight. Well, 
Which part of the final fight? Because the final all fight of it. All it of was it. in fucking stages. Like I, my notes got larger. Yeah. So <laughs> like, so from Athena hijacking. Yes. Robot okay, so okay. Athena hijacks the. What's it? The the markets robot. Fights Alexander, and he honestly he kicks her ass because you know. He has horse legs, essentially. Yeah, he's yeah. got like yeah. these weird galloping leg things. She gets um, told that he gets blinded in nine with ninety seconds with this new technique, and apparently, uh, ninety seconds means a second, and he's yeah. full free to just stomp on her with his robot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just kind of a not. It's not a very interesting fight because it's all just a setup for Achilles coming in. So at this point, let's see, the robot's already damaged. Right? Yeah, but he gets into it. He goes out there on his little speeder bike and <laughs> gets her out of there. <laughs> oh, but it's the future. They have hover cars. Come hover on. cars. I mean, it's a speeder yeah. bike. It doesn't look any worse than whatever Tesla truck design has been recently invented. So I mean, it's pretty similar. Like I'm like, wow, they really called it. Good job. Yeah, yeah. Look at that conversation for another time. But okay. Um. But yeah, the. Uh, so they're, they're mech fights. This is all of a sudden when we discover that um, these robots can transform. Oh, my God. It's just do... kind of all of a sudden. It's like, oh, yeah, they've been able to do this the whole time. I... And it goes <laughs> into space for no fucking reason. Yeah, and I th- it's like, why do they need <laughs> yeah. to fly into space? This makes And then, and then they land back in the same in part the of the Earth. They literally... They, they, so... do the, they, they are out I... in space circling the globe. I have, but it's I just have essentially done the... just so they could be like, you know what this robot needs to do right now? Waste a bunch of fuel. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually have like the step by step moments of the fights as I was as we were watching them. And it started with why the fuck does he need to fight? This is bullshit. That's him taking uh because yeah. they set it up as like, oh, this is how they're gonna go along. Tex is now dead, as he's been revealed the spy, so now Achilles is going to take over, you know, the veteran uh, supportive coach role, and he's going to coach Athena. Oh, oh, nope, she got knocked out, and he's taking her spot. Oh, okay, so this is just a dick move. Followed by, yeah, oh, so you just wrote the ending that would have made this a really good movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have saved but, it. Followed mm-hmm. by yeah. space fight. Nope, never mind. Yeah. yeah. Right away, as soon as I wrote down space fight I, and put the exclamation point, it they landed back on Earth, crash yeah, landed. That like, thing nope, is just never mind. there, I think literally for like sequel fodder and just be like we're gonna show a bunch of stuff like the transforming <laughs> fodder the space is fight. correct like just like we're gonna show a bunch of stuff these robots could do that we can't afford to actually have them do but it'll give people you know something to be like well next time we see a robot jacks movie maybe they're gonna fight in space or maybe they're gonna be like transformers or you know did, did yeah. anyone notice that the the part of of his ship that was damaged was the heel yes yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Did you notice in the beginning of the totally. movie before he gets in for his first fight before the stadium situation, he asks his tech, "Hey, how's that heel doing?" Oh, fuck. He says, "You should be able to dance on it." Yeah. So his weaknesses. Yeah. yeah. They did that joke twice. Um, yeah. But yeah, going back Poorly to Joe. foreshadowing. <laughs> oh, can't dance. He didn't even land. Uh, but Joe, like Joe mentioned, as soon as they land, that's when it goes into Transformers mo- mode and looks, I shit you not, like Rob the Robot. Mm-hmm. If anyone else remembers, like, the classic Nintendo Rob the Robot, that's a far reach that I just made. Anyways, Joe, Transformers. <laughs> well, and then it, and then it uh, yeah, my notes just, 
uh, space question mark and then butt scoot transformer mode. Oh. It looked like I... a dog <laughs> scooting its ass. I have I have following that robot nutshot with Rob the robot. Like he totally goes underneath the quadruped fucking robot and does shoot a missile right at where a nut would be. Yeah, but then we get chainsaw dick. Then we get chainsaw I know, dick. Just giant giant robot, I know it's chainsaw dick. dick right in the face. Yeah. Yeah, this this fight upped itself constantly. It was not a disappointment. Space was a disappointment. Well, but, the, spa- yeah. the space one I wrote, I wrote and double underlined, lost me. This is where the this is where the movie completely lost me. I was like, I was I was doing okay up to this up to that point. And I was like, all of a sudden they freaking transform and take off, and I'm like, what the fuck? I was excited. On? I thought they were legitimately going to do a fight in space. They lost me as soon as they landed. I'm like, oh, that was it back in the exact same place black like back in the exact same place like impressive if mm-hmm. i mean if not budgetary restricted <laughs> um but yeah then what does that follow after that joe after chainsaw dick to the face so legitimately after, to once, the cockpit once they're both out of their suits no, nope, I mean, you, you missed a step. You missed a yeah, step. Yeah, there's the step in between where, let's see, Achilles is out, but Alexander's is still in his robot. And he has, Earlier, so essentially he's, he's going after just a guy. Just a guy. Well, but, but the, but the, don't the, the, it, don't the refs the refs come in and say, like, you're you're done? Like, yeah, oh, that was that was before they had their fight against one another. So we should, we forgot to mention that part. Chris is right. So right before, like, Achilles jumps in his robot. The refs go like, "No, this is done." And then you know, Alexander attacks the fucking refs because like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna fight." And then Achilles, being the honest man he that he is, goes, "Yeah, get her the fuck out of here. I want to fight him too." And they both ignore both their parties, and then they go into space. But yeah. to, but yes, this is now. Refs don't matter. At this point, so right. so Achilles is so Achilles is on the ground, and he's like running yeah. around like an ant. And these machines are supposed to be, these are, they're huge, right? And so I... Massive, yeah. I wrote, I wrote down, how slow are these things? Because, the, you know, there's, the, he hangs onto the foot so that he can't be seen. And then he drops down and he goes running towards the, the sawed off arm, right? Mm-hmm. He's running, and oh, did we talk about the zigzag? The zigzag? Yeah, oh, the serpentine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, so, so he gets there and then, and he has a full, like, two or three minutes to rewire the arm to hotwire it to shoot off while the robot is slowly walking towards him i mean there's no way he he ran 300 some odd yards in that time and then don't, the robot don't, takes don't, yeah, don't underestimate the power of serpentine man <laughs> you think you think it's a straight edge that's the quickest way no it's zigzag man and it, it, it looks just, exactly how you would imagine a 45-year-old man running in a zigzag. Like, there was no edit to that footage. <laughs> it is just as clumsy. And they're like, that's perfect footage. Throw it in. No need to change it. So, yeah, he gets the... He activates the... The sawed-off arm and... Fucking just so happens to hit Alexander right where he, you know... It explodes. Like the Death Star. Right. Like, he looped it. And then... You think that's it? I'm sorry, just the fight between the two of them outside of their suits just blew me away. Oh my god, that's where it surprises you. (laughs) Like, half-fucking-burnt Jerushin pops out and like, he's not fucking dead! (laughs) No. 
Yeah, he made it. He survived an explosion and still wants to fight. Love for combat, keep cold heart beating. You know, and it just, they... We are yeah. robot jocks! They're robot jocks, <laughs> and they beat the... Li- it, it's up there with the end, uh, not the end, but the fight scene in They Live. Uh, speaking <laughs> of They Live... I'm, I'm going to go there with that. That fight scene between Alexander and Achilles after the they're done with their mechs is, is just two middle-aged the, men punching each other yes just kind of pounding on each other yeah for, exactly for did anyone, did anyone notice, a reasonable amount of time did anyone notice the 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 noises like so i wrote those are some good arnold noises during the hand-to-hand fights like this ah oh like the you know like the yep. noises that schwarzenegger would make when he <laughs> yeah. was fighting that's a good i did not notice that but was... i fucking see it <laughs> That was just such a, I don't know, that that helped boost this movie up a little bit for me. Because that they I, went all out in that scene. And it just, <laughs> it, I, have a, I have an affinity, I have a personal thing for like fight scenes that go on longer than they need to. Like <laughs> yep. they live. This is, yeah. this, has a, this is a great one. Uh, we we talked they, about one a little earlier this year with Serpent and, uh, no, I'm Serpent. Um, excuse me, uh, Layer of the White Worm. Yes. There's the a chase scene. That just, the yeah. chase scene that just goes on way longer than it needs to in a movie, and this is one that, that definitely... Actors does. are, like, visibly just, like, panting, like, just yeah. crouched, like, just... They, they not have one... to use footage of the actor clearly out of the moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're exhausted. Yeah. But you mentioned, you, you said the terms, they live, which is very close to how this movie ends with uh, Achilles saying to Alexander... We can live, but we have to fight. We robot jocks, but we can live. And that was it. Then they do the fucking like, weird fist bump. Like, crash and burn. Crash and burn crash fist and bump burn. at the end. Yeah. And then roll credits. And you're like, oh, that yeah. was it. That was the end of the movie. <laughs> I was, was very angry. <laughs> so, was my, so was my partner. She goes, are you fucking serious? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't see this end in any other way. Like, that made sense to me. Like, the, of course they were going to go this route. Yeah, it had to have the the rock. Trash the always lands in the in the trash bin. Always <laughs> <laughs> doesn't fly it out in space. And land in the fucking Death Valley. No. Yeah, after so I mean it but... does. It is one of those endings that after all of that, it is just like oh we could be cool and we could just forget about everything and you know yeah. we could live and everyone's mm-hmm. like okay cool. Despite the fact that I think like... we just did a war crime based on how we define war in our future. <laughs> You want to go knock it out behind the robot debris? Just, like, really go to town on one another? I mean, I guess you're right. If you follow Ryan's theory, I mean, they that, was, that, was the, that was the I love you, I love yeah. you too moment, you know? Yeah. Was, pound it. Boom. He showed more respect <laughs> for, for his enemy than he ever did uh, Athena. And I'm like, yeah. They yeah. boned. That's what this movie was about. <laughs> if they didn't, they want to. No. It would be a, it'd be sad if they didn't. Lost some progression points if they don't. So there weren't any like formal sequels to this one, and I know Ryan's just totally shocked by that. Um, You'd be surprised <laughs> what my grade's gonna be. <laughs> I'm just gonna I, leave I, it there. <laughs> well, but yeah, there were a couple of of kind of unofficial sequels. Um, trying to remember what they were even the, called. <laughs> the uh, Full Moon movies Robot Wars. Robot Wars, yeah. 
And, I mean, this one, you, you gotta say that this is, has to be at least kind of a wink-wink sequel, but there's a robot fighting movie that Full Moon did called Crash and Burn. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and then in 2012, we got Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim, which was, you know, guys fighting in giant robots against alien, giant alien uh, kaiju. Kaijus. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, and by the way, this... anyone who who hated on Pacific Rim, watch Robot Jocks. Then shut up. Then <laughs> shut right the fuck up, and then give Pacific Rim a fucking Oscar or something, whatever awards are. Well, they days. they asked uh, Stuart Gordon about that when when Pacific Rim came out because like yeah, there's some similarities oh, yeah. there, uh, and 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 he agreed. Um, but he actually said that if there ever was going to be an official sequel to robot jocks it probably would have involved them fighting giant monster aliens or something like that or fighting aliens yeah uh so yeah um, but it's kind of one of those like that's not a that's not a surprising leap you no. know this is for a movie where as we talked about at the very beginning of the episode how you know you have two writers here coming from very different perspectives and i do like how how they ended up summing that up um i i can't remember specifically who, which of them said it, but between Joel um, Haldeman and Stuart Gordon, um, I think it was Gordon who actually said it, that they kind of agreed that Gordon was trying to make a kid's movie that the parents could enjoy, and Haldeman was trying to make an adult, like, serious science fiction movie that kids might be able to like, too. And oh, that so explains they, a chainsaw dick. Right they got the their... Well, yeah, so that's there why you, you have this, <laughs> you have themes in this movie that are... For that both could the kids be done a lot family. better. That could yeah. be done. Like, if this were to maintain a serious tone throughout the whole film right don't have the chainsaw dick and stuff like that don't do you know exposition. you can't get rid of the chainsaw dick you can't i, know, I mean i don't you can't. i'm not, I'm not saying get yeah. rid of it i'm saying let's just you know not use it all the time um you know keep that spark alive uh, you know i think we will be looking at a very different movie you know this is i think that's one of the things i kind of liked about this movie is that even though it was totally uneven I could see it working like, okay, this could be just a dumb, stupid Transformers Saturday morning cartoon kind of movie. And it's got that. But there are some, some themes and, and science fiction concepts that aren't explored but are present in this that are intriguing enough where I wonder, like, what if this is a movie that did you know was made in the same kind of um, tone and palette as something like Alien Nation that you brought up earlier. I, I was going to say, Joe, you really don't watch enough anime and it shows. Where you're watching I'm, Joe Robot Jocks going like, this has some fascinating concepts. I'm looking at like all of Gundam going, no shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't I mean, say. Yeah, I, I totally. Not if you want giant robots well, fighting I, each other for some kind of political reasons, there's like 50 seasons of Gundam of various types that we can show you easily. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just talking but, about for live action films. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those only examples that we have. I mean, Pacific Rim obviously being the more recent yep. one, but um, of this of live action movies doing the giant robot. There's tons of other media out there from comics to oh yeah, you know, tons of yeah. anime and I know video games the giant and all that robot stuff. Yeah. Angle. Um, but yeah, to get to see it, it especially when we when you know when I saw this as a kid, to get to see it in live action um, done. We didn't spend a lot of time talking about the special effects. I wanted to see what everybody thought about you know how they pulled it off i honestly kind of enjoy the special effects it's a little old-fashioned-y and i think that's why i because i love old monster movies and stuff mm -hmm. so it gives me that kind of that great you know um kind of herky-jerky uh 
kind of effect that real like good stop motion has to it. So I kind of love that about it, and I really enjoy the robot fights in this, just based on a, from a special effects standpoint. But I could see it, you know, maybe not working for like if you show it to young kids now, perhaps it would be you know a little off off putting because it's just we're, we're so used to such smooth, uh, you know. Special effects—it's just a very different kind of. I, I, I often hear people, young people, say that stop motion special effects don't look real, and it's like, no, they don't really, but they look great. It's this whole other thing. But yeah, I mean, I think I think if you get a certain kid at a certain age, they'd be fine. Like your kids at their age, I think you can still do it. And I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I would assume that they would be fine with it. But oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I should. I, I want don't. to start showing them some of the classic monster movies yeah. and stuff because of that. But not robot jocks, though. Don't no. <laughs> I, I don't need them the... to reenact that for Christmas. <laughs> I think one of the kind of interesting things about stop motion, even the little bit of stop motion that's done in this movie, but well, because it is well done with any, you know, a lot of the stop motion you end up seeing is well done because it's 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 very hard to do that. Um, it's not in Basket Case, but that's a good example of it not being well done. <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the worst I've seen, but you know, is I think because when you're when you are looking at something that's real, there are subtle movements that you know aren't always expected. Um, that's one of the things that that kind of makes something feel realistic to look at is, is those little twitches here and there, um, and and that's something that we really do see in stop motion. You know, there there are that kind of herky jerky, right? Um, I think that adds some, some breathability to it. I'm pretty sure Achilles and Alexander were doing a herky-jerky once those credits rolled. It's very possible. With the same stop-motion movements is what I'm picturing. Like, see, I, I just remember seeing like the, the spike ball spinning or something like that. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's like, I play that until you later. You enjoy it. You like it. All right, I already had steroids pumped into my spine. I'm ready for this. Sorry, horse tranquilizers. I was going to say horse tranquilizers. Yeah, and Fix he, it in post. he got over that pretty damn quick, didn't he? Oh, my God. He's like, I've, I've done harder drugs when I was younger. Are you fucking kidding me? You have no idea how much, like, future cocaine I'm hyped up on. That's all they pay <laughs> me in is future cocaine. What do you think, Chris, about some of the effects in this? I actually, that was... Um... One of the thi- one of the things I liked most about this, uh, I, I I wrote a note where I I thought that the as far as uh, a, dyst- uh, a, a dystopian or whatever you know future technology and the costumes go, I, I thought it was pretty decent looking. The the tech was nothing too outlandish. You were much nicer than I, my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not I, the effects. When you mentioned costumes, I was just like, no, you. Well, lost all right. So, so, so when you I just met, when I'm talking about costumes, is the is the is like the like what they wore at, to operate the mech suits and everything. A lot of that, I think a lot of care and design went into that. Cause I feel like those were very detailed. Like there was wires and there was all sorts of things, you know, like it's supposed to look very technical, right? <laughs> was it? The a lot rest of AV of... cables. It was a lot of right. AV cables. Well, you know, it's still yeah. an analog. It's still <laughs> an analog They were ready to plug world. into any Sony TV and robot. <laughs> I mean, I know so. it was garden hoses too, but it was the fact that they... They were trying to. They tried harder they were than trying Atlantic to pull a Rim. Star Wars, you know, gluing some random yeah. shit together. But it, I don't know. There's something endearing about that. I but mean, the one not... thing, the what, 
the one thing I took a major uh, uh, issue with was during the like the the first time we see the bar and they have the like there's people like dancing and stuff. When you said the, bar, I was pitching the jungle jungle gym again. I'm oh. sorry. I know what you meant now. I'm like okay. The, the, the they bar. Were it's like I, I said. It, is this like a Devo fever dream? Like what is going on here? Like the music and like the dancing and like the weird boxy clothes. It just. I, I don't I don't know what was happening there. That, that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. So uh, um, you mentioned. Yeah. Go ahead, Ryan. Oh, okay. He mentioned the bar, and I there was this one line of dialogue that I did like that. So it's when he went. It was right after the act. His he the announcement of his retirement. Everyone hates him. He's drinking at the bar. He's drunk off his ass. The bartender goes, "You know I can't serve you if you're drunk." And he goes like, "Try to fucking stop me." And he goes, it's your funeral, and then does nothing. The bartender, like, kind of, like, went towards the threat and then walked away. Like, I'm like, oh, what was the point of saying it's your funeral? If, well, fine, fuck it, all right, we're just going to let him keep drinking, I guess. That was weird. You know, I, it's weird I, that I pointed out, list, but... I think, I, I don't know about you, but I know a number of us have, have like, a list going of things I'm going to do when this COVID thing's over. And that came very <laughs> close to making that list. Of walk into a bar, get so drunk that you get cut off, and then try that line. <laughs> and then they send in a giant what Russian to pull you out. I'll just if if I keep yelling crash and burn enough, I think maybe I'll be able to weasel. He just keeps out sticking out his thumb. I don't get it. He just keeps sticking out his thumb and going crash and burn. <laughs> crash and burn. He fucking crashed all right. <laughs> yeah. Do Jeez. it, Joe. So. But but if you're gonna do it, I have one request. I want you to dress up as a robot. <laughs> Including chainsaw dick. Full no. chainsaw dick. And then, then when the bartender goes, I gotta cut you off. And he and you go, fucking try. And you lift up your chainsaw dick. <laughs> just I, I, just know, fucking I try me. The problem would be if I walked in there in a robot suit with a chainsaw dick, I think they'd think I was already too drunk to get served. So... <laughs> I, I'd uh, just be walking into a bar yelling profanities, which is probably going to get you thrown out pretty quickly, even by patrons. I mean, especially in northern Wisconsin. In northern Wisconsin, yeah. I mean, well, it would depend on the weather. It, it actually depends on, on the, the weather. Robot suit. Yeah. <laughs> it could just be your snowsuit. Like, oh look, he has a snow sh- he has a like snow shovel attached like, to yeah, his I'm, penis. I've been snowmobiling. This <laughs> I've been yeah. I've been shoveling the sidewalk with my snow shovel penis. <laughs> I need a drink. Yes, you do. And I need some ice. That's ironic, but yeah, <laughs> totally so, understandable. But firewood? What? <laughs> firewood. I'm going back to chainsaw dick. Sorry. Oh. I just pad- I just imagine you do all your chores when you attach all the tools you know to your Black and Decker. Is it a Black and Decker dick? Every at this problem point? is a nail. Yeah, like everything. It's just everything is attached ro- to your waist. If you have a giant robot chainsaw dick, then. You have to have this, the dick snow shovel. Everything is the enemy robot suit. Yeah. Just gotta cut it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, I've never once seen in any of my robot fighting anything. All medias. I've never seen a chainsaw dick shoot out of a robot. And I'm like, yep. Why haven't I seen that? That makes sense. Yeah. Um, um, that's at least one thing that will make this movie forever memorable. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean... 
I, there I was a question. To... Oh yeah, I like the special effects. That's the question. Okay. I liked them. <laughs> I did My like favorite. the robot design. I thought the robots were 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 pretty cool. Like you know, again, given they the were very roboty. They were, they very, were robot-y. very roboty, I, except for the whole transforming into space thing. You know, I could take it or leave it with that. But the I was I, actually I thought, not bothered know. by it. I was just disappointed that they didn't do shit with it. And I'm like, seriously, all you had to do is fight in darkness, and you chose to still fight. On dirt, I guess you needed to have that fist fisticuff scene happen. I don't know, but but it was such a great scene. It's such a great scene. <laughs> it is such a great scene. Crash and burn, my love. Crash and burn. <laughs> so I want to kind of move into um, final thoughts. Yeah. and uh, a grade. If you had to give this one a grade, uh, and Chris, let's start with you. Any final thoughts, and uh, what would be your grade for this one? So. I, I, the thing I liked best was the, the giant robots, um, the things that I remember from seeing it as a kid. Um, I, the writing and the acting were at best meh to <laughs> outright cringeworthy. I mean, this, this, this movie had more tropes than I, I can remember seeing in one place. Like, I mean, there's the, your your future your future tropes. There's you know the bad guy tropes, the good guy tropes. Like just sports. I mean, it's just they did a lot of sports tropes too. Right. right. I like, mean, it was just it was just so heavy, dripping, sodden with tropes. The Cold um, War mocked. traitor tropes. Oh right, the tro- the Cold War. I mean, we even talked like the Berlin Wall had fallen by then. Like literally yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, but the thing though that killed me it was just that the ending just the, the 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 buddy fist bump scene and then it was over like I was just there was no there was no there wasn't you know even the the, the congratulatory scene there was there's no vindication I'm there surprised they didn't any... share like a future coke right <laughs> there wasn't even like there was there wasn't even him like either like like apologizing to Athena or seeing her or, or like (laughs) saying, you know, like you did good kid, but you know, like nothing, there was, there was no, nothing to redeem. There was no redemption for the character. There was no vindication for, for him at the end. So I was just like, Oh, I, I I would have given it maybe a B minus, but the terrible ending put me at like the C C plus range at the best. Wow. They really chainsaw dicked your heart, didn't they? Just tore it out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seems Ryan, awkward. what about you? Oh, shit. My turn. Um, <laughs> so, that's the thing. This movie is so fucking bad, but it's fun. Um, but it's 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 one of those... It's one of those bad movies where I'm just like, this is a black and white bad movie. Like, the parts that are good are really fucking fun. They're really fucking good. The parts that are bad are bad literally on every level. Like, they're misogynistic, they're, uh, like, I mean, borderline sex- sex- sexual abuse, or assault, sorry, assault. Um, just horrible acting, just horrible set design, if they're, that's considered that. Horrible design of anything, usually. Though I will say the robots I do like because they are, they look like dollar store robots. I'm like, hey, let's make these things fight. And I'm like, this, this vindicated dollar store robots. Um... But where it's bad, it's so equally bad. And it's like, fuck. It really left me in a weird position. Like, I don't know how to grade this. 
So I was kind of hoping I wouldn't be right away, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I anticipated it. Um, it's a chainsaw dick sliced down the middle, man. Like I, this is the first time ever in a podcast, but this movie gets an A for, for, for their effects, but it gets a fucking D. I'll give it a D for their performances. It's a, it's an, it's an AD. This is an AD. It gets a double grade with me. I, I, I know you could do like a, just, you know, do the difference, but I don't think I can. Because I think people need to watch this. That's why I give it an A. But I hate what they did with the fucking character so much. Where I'm like, this movie does not deserve that high of a grade. So it gets split. Much like they had fucking two different opinions on how to fucking even shoot this thing. That's yeah. what gets graded. Like, so there. That's what I, I came I, up I, with I, on I, the spot. I, I, <laughs> so, I get what you mean. You're not calling it a C. You're not like splitting the difference or something. It's not fair to. The effects yeah. are the effects are fun to watch. Like I agree with Eric. Like you need to make people watch. Like people should watch this. This is fun. They really did a good job with their effects when it came to the robot fights. The robot fights, though sluggish, uh, impressive for what they were doing. Uh, and like fun. This is fun. I enjoy this. This is not the worst thing we've ever watched. But those performances and those characters, like oh, they can all fucking die in a fire. I hope their future ends with them wiped out. <laughs> If this is what humanity becomes, we didn't deserve to live. <laughs> Stop fucking breeding. From the sounds of it, it's not going to take too long for you to get wiped out anyways. Good. Let Frogtown happen. I'm ready for Frogtown. <laughs> I, I, could, I could totally see this being canon with Frogtown. Make it. I would like to see the fucking giant frog robot. They have those nations battle for Alaska. We don't know what the rest of the world looks like. No, it probably looks like a mall under construction. I'm just going to throw it out there. They could be totally back to normal and just be like, yeah, we've accepted we're going to occasionally have wars. At least we're not doing shit like fighting big robots. What if, what if it all took... There's this group of people out in the desert and they're just like, oh, them. Yeah, I was going to say, what if it's just this whole movie takes place in just one area of the United States? It just takes place in Utah. Utah. It's just Utah. And they're like, oh, God, they're still fighting for Alaska. They do know that Utah's not next to Alaska. You know they can't read. <laughs> god all they do is fucking fight and they don't even get those right well, so so an ad that's my okay, gotcha. ad that's my okay. <laughs> uh eric can you beat an ad um i could try i you know this one i guess i gotta say like Going into, like, I started off with my talking about, like, my history with the film of it being, me being kind of, like, having some apprehension going, and not not literally, but I've been, I had been warned not to revisit this one, because, oh, you're just not, it's not going to be as good as you remember, and in a lot of ways that was true, but the stuff that I loved about it when I was a kid, I still really liked, so all the other stuff, like like Ryan said, the characters and some of the plot stuff is it's not real impressive, but it's also not super important to what the like move, what's fun about the movie. And I don't know. It's, it's generally not enough to drag it down from being entertaining. I think, I think Chris, you were saying that, um, you know, you're, you're, you're invested in this thing enough. I mean, even, even up till the end. And I know they kind of spoiled it for you, but, um, it's an entertaining movie. The, the, the bad stuff is never enough to take you so far out of it that, um, you know, you're just like, yeah, I can't, I can't watch this. Um, 
so yeah, it's 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 schlocky, but it's entertaining. The special effects I think are great. It's it's a lot of fun. The robot fights, although obviously we'd all like to see more of them, but you know, being in nineteen ninety, we were kind of used to you know monster movies and stuff like this. Only getting our few minutes of payoff, and the payoff in this movie is very good when you do get it. Um, I'm not sure how it would play well for like kids or people today based on modern, but I, I sure like I agree with Ryan. I sure as hell think we should try. Uh, but as an '80s, '90s like nostalgia movie, it's pretty great. You could do you could do a lot worse. I think this um, there's a lot to like here, and oh, mainly yeah. just in you know the robot fights. So I mean, this is I a, I'm this is gonna... a perfect Saturday night movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We I, mean, I think we talked about gonna... it for an hour and a half. So <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. Uh, I I was going. I was floating in between. I wrote down two grades, B minus or C plus, and I'm gonna go with the B minus because I think uh, you know I. I really think this was a pretty enjoyable one, although, admittedly, it's not a great quote-unquote movie, just or just because, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that is just potential that's unfulfilled, but the robot fights are cool, and that's why you watched Robot Jocks, don't kid yourself, so. That's, yeah, yeah. Be you watched it for the cover, and you got the cover. <laughs> yep. That's um, awesome. I, I think it's, everybody's kind of falling in uh, with the exception of ryan with the ad though still like every good bell curve needs those I can't, outliers right i can't help i can't help it it's like my brain I, I doesn't totally know how to agree it. though i i'll uh-huh. i'll be the guy who like i'm agreeing with that but i'll go ahead and just call it a c for me <laughs> um <laughs> but for the exact same reasons the things i liked about this i really really liked i was intrigued by certain concepts that just weren't explored but i wanted to know more about those i I remember when special effects. This was considered good special effects. I remember when you know, this in you know nineteen eighty nine ninety. Then this would have been good. Um, I mean, I think the movie got greenlit just off of like a test reel of some of the stop motion. So I, I have like a, a soft spot in my heart for for these kinds of things. Anyway, um, you know, it, funny. I as I've mentioned on the show before, I wasn't a big fan of Transformers when I was a kid. I just wasn't. That wasn't my my thing. How I could you not? They're more it. than meets the eye, Joe. I wasn't into GI Joe. I wasn't not, into not enough chainsaw dick. That's what it is. No, no, they, they no. didn't have enough chainsaw dick. But not enough chainsaw um, dick. That's gonna be the next <laughs> video junkyard bumper sticker. I I think <laughs> this is the next uh, needs more cowboy. The way I I think the the way that I watched this movie was kind of the way that it the way that I would watch it again, uh, which is for fun, for, you know, f- to talk about it with friends, kind of with somebody, I think, Ryan, you said that at the beginning, too, like, this is a good movie to watch with a bunch of people. Oh, I'm suggesting this movie to people already mm. after this Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely. This is, yeah. this is like a, have a couple drinks and Yeah. And it's on Tubi, it. do, so it's, it's easy on to Tubi. do. It's on do like a group watch thing. It's it's yeah. fun. It, it is definitely a shut off your brain. It's got cringy moments. If you want that nostalgia, I don't know what else to call it. Um, <laughs> but the, it's so weird. <laughs> yeah, okay. it is weird to say that. It's but weird you know to say. I it's mean. like, mm, you know what I haven't seen in a while? Old, outdated sexual harassment in a movie. I just, it just gives me the chills. Let's watch it. Well, or you know, or, ra- hey, or racism. Good old fashioned racism. Good old. Combine fashion. the two, Chris. Combine them. <laughs> there, <there's>... Like my grade. <laughs> I can see people doing that for fun. Like we're gonna do a drinking game. Every time they do something offensive, we're gonna take a drink, and then you pass out within like the first twenty minutes. Um. You get really fucking stoned, and at the end of the movie, both you and your friends are arguing who would win in a fight, 
Ash with his chainsaw hand or a robot with a chainsaw dick? <laughs> well, of course it's going to be Ash, but yeah, it'd be a good... Somehow. You know, ex- yeah. It'd be a good kind of exploration into the topic. Um, no, I like how you didn't even, like, just straight... No, it's the small human. <laughs> and I'm... Yeah. <laughs> it's... <laughs> But we all know he's right. So. He's, there's, we all, there's like, magic involved there. Yeah. Um, so no, I'm actually going to give this one just like a basic, just mid C, because the stuff that's bad is really bad. Um, th- it, this has a blend of bad stuff that's endearing and bad stuff that just is rough. Um, and then it's mm. got some really cool kind of time capsule 1990 style effects and, and some visuals and stuff like that. It's I could see this one being remade. Um, and going either direction, going with the absolutely ridiculous or going with like a more serious type of approach. I could see it working either way, but it would have to trim a lot of, of obviously, that sexism and racism and all of that other um, General stuff. prejudice and, yeah, just all of it. Just all the characters could just be wiped. No, you I mean, mean trimming I, trimming the 80s out of it is really what you're saying. I, yeah, I, no. I have I haven't said this part yet, and I'm sorry to say it during Joe's thing. I did the one other character I really like was the Doc. Yeah, Dan, I actually yeah. liked yeah. him too. Like he was legitimately a good character, and he's shot by a Texan racist fat guy. Yep. With yeah issues. Um, because it's 1990. It's like yep, of course they have to kill like the one character who is like legitimately great and competent. And knows it, that he lives in a fucked up world. <laughs> I have to agree with Joe that I think this is uh, this movie is ripe for a reboot. And I'd say, you know, if there are any real fans of this movie out there, there needs to be an online petition started now mm-hmm. for this to be I, remade. We can do it. I, I, Zack, I, Snyder, Zack Snyder, and I think Zack Snyder should direct I, it. I want to see... <laughs> yeah. I want to see a Zack Snyder robot jocks. Um... I'd pay to see it. I, I do. I'd pay to see it, and then I would wait the four years until he goes on to an obscure social media network and complains about how nobody noticed all of like the, the subtle details and Easter eggs that he planted in his remake of Robot Jocks. See, that's where you guys go. I'm going Robert Rodriguez, because I know he doesn't care what the budget is. He'll fucking do it with just action figures, and it would still be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> and it, 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 you'd get, like, yeah, three chains on that, too. I'm, yep. I'm not against either of those ideas. <laughs> That's a cop out, Eric. Who would you fucking choose? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know who. Oh, I wasn't gonna answer, but you know, <laughs> Rodriguez. I guess if I have to, but no, I was gonna say, can you think of any other director to do that one? Yeah, I came up with another one right away after I asked it. Go, Eric. Um. Sam Raimi. Any other? Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be crazy. I was actually going to throw, just because it's, it's all in the news and I haven't watched it yet, but I was going to throw Patty Jenkins in there, actually. but Not necessary. Because Sam Raimi would actually put a camera on the chainsaw dick as it's fighting Ash. Like, you would actually get the, the, the view of the chainsaw dick. Classic Evil Dead. Yeah. Wow. Blowing minds, man. Sorry. In fact, would he would he keep using stop motion? Didn't he use stop motion in, in some of the evil army? Movies? Yeah. Army of Darkness, for oh, yeah. sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so evil the too. skeleton army, and uh, yeah. Right. So he would just keep using stop motion, so it'd be just true to the original. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. I mean, if we can't resurrect the zombie of Stuart Gordon and direct a sequel, yeah, we'll just do that. 
How about Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro? He did. He did Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Yeah. I, mean, I think he already had he two much shots. Already yeah. Did it, so. <laughs> yeah. And those weren't bad. I mean, they're just not. I don't know. They're 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 kind of the. I guess now they are kind of the same weird blend of serious and ridiculous. So. But the ridiculous kind of overshadowed everything else. But I guess though this would be a good question for anybody who's who's uh, out there listening. If you have seen Robot Jocks, couple of questions for you. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, what are your thoughts on the effects? Do those things still hold up? And if it were to be remade today, who do you think would be a good director for it? Please feel free to send us any of your comments regarding that or any other questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkier Podcast at videojunkierpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at videojunkpod or on Facebook using the uh, uh, site's Video Junkier Podcast group or the main page. We would love to uh, hear from you. And coming up on the Video Junkyard podcast, we have, uh, as we just selected this evening, Ryan brought us a movie that I've actually never seen before, but we're going to be watching the movie Arena, which I think is going to be, just from the little bit I've read about it, going to be a good follow-up to Robot Oh yeah, it is. It's another Um, 80s sci-fi competition fighting movie. It's Sounds good. Primo. So yeah, that's on Tubi as well. So if everyone wants to, you know, jump on that one for uh, next week, check out Arena and then join us for the show. And uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and please feel free to share uh, the episode and uh, any other episodes that you enjoy from our catalog. And I really want to thank Chris for recommending this one and for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, thanks for having me. This was this was a, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad we uh, had some uh, some good debate on this one. Absolutely. <laughs> I felt so. like there was a lot of agreement in debate. There there was, I think. <laughs> I mean, this, this was kind of a good choice, though, I think, for like a, a, a larger this... discussion or a larger group discussion because, it, like we all kind of mentioned, it has those good things and then the kind of yeah, not. <laughs> Chris, you definitely and... shared a movie that made a very fun discussion. Yeah. So, kudos. Two, two crash and burn thumbs for Chris. Yeah, crash and burn. Everybody. <laughs> um, hey, but, can't go wrong with giant robot chainsaw dick. Can't go wrong with it. You can't. That's right. You can't. That's what I always say. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Cyberpunk 277. If you add chainsaw dick <laughs> to your uh, editor, your personal editor, I don't need anything else. It just needs to be whatever, naked man, uh, whatever, as long as there's chainsaw dick. We can do it. I'm going to name him Trevor. And on that note. <laughs> and on that note, until next time, this is the Video Junkyard Podcast. I'm Joe Peterson. I'm Eric O'Branson. This is Chris Noto. And this is Ryan Seiskel saying, I gotta have me more chainsaw dick. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast, on Twitter at video junk pod, and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast, all one word. I want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard.